five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. We're getting right into it, y'all. Hey, it's Feed the Sheep. It's your boy, Ross. Cam ain't with me right now, but y'all are about to hop on this when I call him because he is driving right now. He's driving. Hey, what up? Cam, you on Feed the Sheep, boy. What's up, brother? You doing all right? Wait, I'm about to put you in my AirPods. All right. Hey, we live. Do you hear me? Yeah, bro. You hear yeah, me? Yes, sir. We active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Clear. Hey, that's as authentic as it's going to get for our listeners. Bro, that's what I'm saying. I'm, here, I'm on my way home right now. Good old Indiana two-lane highway is my favorite. Good old two-laner. Got, got, good old two-laner. Got people slowing down, speeding up, switching lanes just to end up 10 feet where they just were. So I love it, man. This game is this. You know, doesn't, I'm that, a, I'm a, doesn't that say something about about we humans and our relationship yeah. with the Lord. Man, it's, it's, it's just like it. We'll go up and down, speed up, slow down, just so we can look back and be like, dang, I was just all the way over there. Change I mean, lanes. I mean, we do all these things. And then we end up right where the Lord wanted, had called us anyways. That's it. And it's crazy how you're still going the same as everybody else. That's it. You just saw that car. You just passed it. You just passed this one car just to get stuck behind a semi. Literally. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're over here rushing and God had to humble you real quick. Yeah. Guess what? Now that car, that car who's had their crew set on 60, you going 85, is now passing you. Literally, bro. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody tuning in right now, I just want you to know Cam and I are, are incredibly humbled by your love and support. It's so fact. Yes, we love y'all, man. It's crazy to see. <laughs> it's crazy to see uh, just how the Lord's been working. Like like I said, like me and you, we, we did this out of the spur of just hopefully just really just excitement of hanging out with each other and talking about the Lord like we always do, like how yep. our friendship's been. But we're like, hey, let's put some microphones in front of us and share it to some people and see how that yep. goes. That's right. That's good. Hey, I... Uh, I got some good news, a little praise report going on here. Me right. me I love praise report. I love praise report. So as everybody knows, we, we, you know, I talked about getting, you know, the whole business issue and, uh, from last week. And, uh, the good news is I got one heck of an attorney. This also happens to be my best friend, Devin. I'm about to say we love you, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he got the, the whole case dismissed. Let's go. As of yesterday. Praise, praise God. Let's go. That's praise awesome. God. One less str- one less one less stressor in my life. Right. Right. One trial we, we were rejoicing in then and it was just a test to remain steadfast. Yep. Amen. Amen. Thank you, James. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Hey, uh for for everybody who's been like, why is Cam driving? Cam, why are you driving? I am going home, man. I'm going back to the OHIO spring break. Grandma, I know you listen to the podcast. I love you. I'm going to be on my way to cut your grass very soon. I know your grass is probably really high. Mom, we got some catching up on American Idol to do. Don't you worry. American Idol still a thing. Dude, what? American (laughs) Idol will forever be a thing. Like It's like season like 37 or something. Really? Yes, it's crazy. Is Ryan Seacrest still there? I think so. What the heck? I mean, that's all he needs to do. That blows my mind. That's all he needs to do. Who are the Who are the people? Who are the judges this year? Yeah. What happened to like Simon um, and 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 Randy Randy dude, Jackson? What? Dude, they haven't been on since like oh nine. Bro, that's been? literally the last time I watched American Idol. Oh well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, you, you so do. It's judges? called American Idol. They're they're idling Americans. We should be idling true. Jesus. That's true. Anyways. Well, we had the, the good. <laughs> the, I think that, who was it? Uh, Katie, as Katie Perry, um, Lionel Richie. Oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Who is who Luke is, Bryan? Is it Luke still? Yeah, yeah. Luke well, Bryan, I don't know. Bryan, yeah. I saw a video on it Facebook was, it was, of it was, American Idol. It was, like, it was like Harry Connick Jr. for a while. Oh, okay. But yeah, Luke Bryan. 
Yeah. Dang. That blows my mind. They're still kicking. Still kicking it. Simon Cowell just up and went to, you know, America's Bro, Got Talent. all he does is, yeah, he, X Factor, America's Got, all he does is sit behind, sit behind a desk, hit an X, and tell people they're going to Hollywood or they're going to lives or whatever. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, he, that's what American Idol is, killing. isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, but Simon Cowell had that. He started X Factor in the UK. Oh, yeah. Like his, he started up One Direction and uh, uh, Louis Napoli and all them. and uh, What? And uh, 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 that was what Arthur, Arthur something. He started Arthur up something. One Direction. Yeah, he started. He literally made One Direction a group. They were all uh, soloists on X Factor, and he made them all a group. Really? Yeah, and uh, oh, I don't know if you crazy. know Fifth Harmony. He made Fifth Harmony too. Oh. I don't know. You probably don't know. Any no, of that. no, they're, they're, no they're, I, they're, I know Fifth Harmony. Yeah, but say he, he started well, you, them. You said Louis, uh, Louis, uh, not Louis the Party. Arthur, Arthur, uh, something. He, uh, what song does he sing? I thought you were talking about that guy that had uh, Tourette's that sings. There's a singer called like Louis Cap Capital. Louis. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if he was on there, but I forget. He's like some redhead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he's got Tourette's. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. But I don't know if he was on. I don't know if he was on there though. I, I, I forget his name. Yeah, crazy, crazy, bro. It has been, man. Well, Cam, what's good? What are we going to talk about, bro? Bro, I got something to talk about, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Got I got a praise report, too, and um, we had this thing called Empower at Anderson, and it, it was at, it's like a, from like 9 to like 11, however long the Holy Spirit keeps us there. And we were just talking about, we were just talking about uh, Jesus and the washing of the feet of the disciples. And we got to wash, and we got to wash each other's feet because that's what he said. Do like he said, do this to your other disciples, mm-hmm. and we got to do that. And dude, just like the vulnerability that it took, that this is literally like, yeah, right before he's about to get crucified, and he washed like we just went to like Judas, like he washed right. his feet, he yeah. washed his feet. And, like, that is the kind of love. And I remember I was walking up to get my feet washed, and I just felt so unworthy to get my feet washed. Like, just by, like, a peer, a peer of mine. Yeah. Like, because, and for the first time in a while, I felt like what I was before I met Jesus, just unworthy, un, un like, able, I'm not good enough, I'm, I still have all these things I struggle with. But yeah, here, here, my friends, where here Jesus is, do, you know, doing the work, being the hands, literally the hands and feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. like we're called to do, we're washing each other's feet. And I literally broke down to sobbing, like huffing and puffing like a child. And it took, that took so much vulnerability just for me. For a while, I was just like, I'm not perfect. I, I try to be with, with the, with, with the, with me knowing that I won't get there, but knowing that Jesus is inside of me. And here I am. And it was just so vulnerable for me just because I've been going through a season of uh, people pleasing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm talking to a lot of listeners right now. Um, I feel like a lot of people, whether you're a people pleaser, like some people, that's their personality. But I feel like everyone has gone through a people pleasing phase. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, that was something that I had to deal with because I feel like as Christians, we, we serve a God and we talk about a God with unlimited grace, but we are mm-hmm. so, so, so we do not give it at all. It's like our secret grace. It's like our secret tub. It was a gift to us and now we're keeping it keep safe and we get to pick and choose who we want to give it to. Yeah. Like, is it not an abundant? Was it not abundant? Was it not overflowing? Jesus' grace, his love, and mercy is not so little for you to keep it in a jar. It's so big for you to fully display in your life every day. Preach it, bro. So, like, that's what that's exactly what I was trying to – it's just because me, I fall, I fall into this. I fall products. I've been on both sides of it. I've had people not show me grace. I've not shown grace to others. But then again, like, this grace is so abundant. The amount of second, third, fourth, billion, billion chances I've gotten – and yet here I am with my grace and my mercy and my ego in this little jar. And I have to dig through and be like, man, I don't have much of this. 
I got to pick and choose who yeah. I can give this to. When really, it's it's unlimited. It's an unlimited supply. Yeah. It's an unlimited supply mm-hmm. because it's not ours. It's ours to give, but then again, it's not ours. Mm. It's I I have this to share with others. It's not mine to keep. Like I like I said, I tell you and I tell my buddies whenever we talk about whenever we get a word from the Lord, it's not a secret. Yeah. It's not everyone should know about this. We should be telling everybody. Yeah, I think I think and, I think there's I think there's levels to that, you know. I think that Absolutely. I think that we 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 get a word from the Lord, maybe not go tell the masses quite yet, but go tell your circle because That's it. Yeah, there, exactly. There's often times where like we our flesh may get a word, but mm-hmm, our spirit's mm-hmm. not getting a word. Right, you right. Know what I mean? And that's what that's what I love and I feel like you can that's why you said you take that to your circle. And like me, because it's hard to sometimes discern the flesh alone. So if I were to share a word with you or share a word with my buddies and they're like, ah, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's yeah. okay. That's okay to have that. That's okay because yep. it's hard mm-hmm. when you're alone to discern the flesh and the spirit. It's hard. Yep. Especially if it's a word too. Yeah. I just drop, I, I just drop a little nuggets, bro. I, right. I, I sit like, I, I feel like I get a word and I kind of sit on it. I write it out. Right. Right. I take right. it before the Lord and then I'll, I'll go like, I'll tell like one or two people. And then I, I, I'm not saying, Hey, I want you to discern this. I'm saying, Hey, this is, this is what I think I heard. And then, right. and then oftentimes there's not action that's necessarily taking place on my end of things. It's just waiting to see the word come to life. And, yeah, and they're like, Oh, that's, you know, that sounds cool. Like, like for instance, when I started revision, I told Devin, Devin said, Devin, who honestly thought I thought he was gonna be like, no, that that's not right. Like, don't do it because uh, it's right. such a big dream, big vision. And uh, he didn't. He was like, yeah, bro, I'll be right there with you. And I was like, oh. But then it took three years. It, it was three years before right. before the Lord finally right. said go. And I was right. like, I was like, okay. And then so now, like the one person I told at the very beginning, right when I got it was able to sit there and me and him were on the same level. Like, wow, like that is the Lord. Like we're literally seeing his word come to life right in yeah, front of us. Absolutely. And it's That's super, the, it's so awesome. So crazy. So crazy. To that watch feeling, the Lord work, that feeling just brings like so many different emotions, bro. But every time, just about every time I see the Lord's work, whether it's a healing, whether whether it's, you know, it's a revival, whether it's something like typically anything like personal to me. And I'm like just witnessing something like listening right. to people like loved ones of mine that are just talking about the Lord, asking questions that they may have come about. And I'm like, I just, I can't help, bro. But I get like, I start tearing up. Oh, dude. Just like I'm of, a baby. Of the I'm a baby. joy that yeah. like I'm feeling knowing that these people are hungry for the Lord. These people yeah. are witnessing a testimony. These people are witnessing the Lord at work right now. Right. I mean, it's just like what you said, uh, just like what you said last Sunday about, um, you know, like the, 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 the child crying. You're like, I would have the child crying in here every day because I know we got kids in here now. Yeah. Like yep. that stuff is so, and then again, that's all outlook. Like that's all where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Like it's so that's so easy to just be like, oh my gosh, just take this child downstairs to where the other children are. When right. over a year ago there was no other children, there was no downstairs. Yeah, there was nobody down there. There was no one down there. I don't even care. I'm like that's just that's just my heart, bro. Like that's the next generation. If we don't make a place that's for it. them now, there's not going to be a right. place for them when they grow up. Yeah, we're not going to have a place for them in general. They're, they're going to find their place elsewhere. We know where that goes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because that's one thing Satan is. He's inviting. He's got a lot of things for a lot well, of people, but not. Yeah. Inviting is one <laughs> you know way to I mean? put it. Yeah. No, right. you're right. You're right. Very enticing. Yep. And I got. The one thing that, that hit me was I'm glad we got off that spinoff is. Is. Like I said, when it comes to uh, other Christians or uh, or Christians as himself uh, about giving grace to others, 
Mm-hmm. And like me, me, like I said, I felt for the first time in a while, that was the first time in a while I felt like inadequate or unable to accept the love of God in a long time. And that was probably since before I was gave my life to Christ as a junior in high school. And one thing that hit me right after, probably right after, right as I'm leaving from getting my feet washed, was that this, as I was just like crying and my heart was heavy because like I just kept bringing up all the bad things I've done, all the people I've judged, all the, you know, my past mas- struggle with masturbation, my current struggle with like gossip and stuff. And I'm like, but I was just sitting there and I'm like, this is what makes me eligible. Mm. This makes me eligible. Because if I had it figured out, I wouldn't need to be up here. Mm-hmm. If we all had it figured out, then then there would be no reason for Jesus to be put on that cross. This makes me eligible. I felt like I, I was like, you know what I mean? Like on The Bachelor, I'm like, I'm eligible. Why? It was. It's kind of like rules reverse. When you're on The Bachelor, it's like, well, what good can you offer? What good am I getting? But Jesus works in reverse. He's like, how broken are you? Because where do you need me to step in? Yeah. That that was it. I felt eligible. I was like, I am eligible for the love of God. Because that's, I feel like that's the mindset that people have is they're like, oh, dude, dude, I, I'm so bad, dude. I, I, I do this. I struggle with that. I, I talk like this. I, I, I used to live this kind of way. I still live in this kind of way. You're eligible. Sign me up. Sign you up. Yeah. You're eligible. You're perfect. Yes. Yes, you, just as you are, go. You do not need to have it figured out. That's what he is for. Bro, that's good. Woo! Lighting up fire, bro. Man, I'm just, that's it, bro. You are eligible. Your sin is eligible. That, that, that guilt that you feel from just, like coming to a service, whatever. If you're a so and so that came to the service and you got high a little bit before, you got high the night before, you got drunk the night before, you hooked up with someone the night before, you hooked up with someone two nights ago, you gossiped all night about someone, and yet here you are in church, you're eligible. You're eligible. You're eligible to go. You're eligible to accept the love. You're eligible for the cross. That's what's been on my heart. Bro. That's crazy. That is. That's so good. Like. He wants you. Where you're at. So what? He wants you where you're at. Right. He 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 doesn't even pursue the righteous man. Like he pursues the unrighteous. He didn't come for you know the theologians or or the Pharisees. He he came for the the sinners. Which obviously everybody is a sinner, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly what you mean. So many people put, 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 you know, pastors, preachers, teachers, uh, churchgoers, just like on this pedestal that we don't even belong on. Right. Like, we're, we're broken just as much as that first time newcomer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still sinful. Like we, right. we have the, 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 the sin nature still, but we just know that our God is a loving God. He is a forgiving God. He is a redeeming God. He is a sanctifying God. It's a continual process. That's what sanctification is. Right. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing work that takes place. It's not a one-time event. That's the justification. Salvation is is that one-time event, but it but it doesn't completely change you overnight or in the moment. 
We got to get people to realize that they really tripping mm-hmm. when they think about if they're worthy enough to even step into a church, if they're worthy enough right. to talk to God, if they're worthy mm-hmm. enough to, to, to go to a worship night, if they're worthy enough to go to a life group. No, really, none of us are worthy enough compared to Jesus. Right. right. But that's who he was. That's who he is. The best is yet to come. <laughs> that's good. Say that again. Say that again. Well, the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's it right there. The best is yet to come. That's right. The best is yet to come. What is it? You keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. I think. You keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. I think we 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 always put so much pressure on ourselves, and it's worldly pressure, bro. That's it. That's all it is. It's worldly pressure to like be a certain thing, is. a certain way for Jesus. He wants you where you're at now. Now there's there's a grace, but then there's truth that comes with it. You know, the the woman yep. at the well says mm-hmm. says, "Well, no, I'm going to use you, and you've been married." The man you're living with right now, you're not married to. You've been married, you know, multiple times. The man you're with right now, you're not married to. And this, that, and the other. And he said, basically, I mean, he's like, he's like, hey, you're forgiven. I know you. Right. And and then, and then, you know, he'll say, you know, he'll come. He'll forgive. He came. Jesus came. He forgave. And then he commands, essentially. He's like, he, he's basically saying, I forgive you. There's the grace. And then there's truth. Now go leave your life of sin. Mm. You're not just saying, oh, I'm going to forgive you and go keep on sinning. Right. That's not why he came. He didn't came. He didn't come so we could sin. He came so that when we sin, we have hope. That's it. So good, man. I just couldn't stop thinking about that. I couldn't stop thinking about how that makes us eligible to the Lord. Who who started who started this you have to come to the Lord? Who started that? Who said who started who? Like why why do why do I and why do many of us followers of the Lord think that or have this persona in the back of our mind or that we have to be perfect before we come to the Lord? You have to come to the Lord clean. No, you come to the Lord, he'll make you clean. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. He'll make you clean. You, make you, clean. you won't make you clean. Right. There's nothing you can do mm. except place your faith in Christ Jesus because it's on the way to heaven. The Lord will make you clean. That's it. The blood of Jesus. Honestly, the blood of Jesus is what makes you clean. Why can wash away my sin? Nothing Dang. But the blood of Amen. Make it's not a work based faith. It ain't a work based love. It ain't a work based mm, forgiveness. That's gotta, so good. We got to get out of that. Got to get out mm-hmm. of that crap, bro. I mean, and it's a challenge because we're in this world and everybody's so, you know, it's it's performance-based. Everywhere we go, work is performance-based. Everything based. is performance-based. A, a lot of relationships, unless unless you have a, a, a strong faith in Jesus and you understand the true meaning of marriage, like what it is, like honestly... I've been reading this book called Sacred Marriage with Kelsey. We just finished it. Bro, that put it into a whole different perspective for me. 
whole mm-hmm. different perspective. Yep. And I, and I was saying like most most marriages are performance based. It's like, oh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right. Like, no, how about I just scratch your back? Mm-hmm. And you ain't got to do nothing for me. Like it's a mm-hmm. small example, obviously, but I'm saying like, right. We, we get so used to it because of the world we live in. We got to shift our mindsets from this earthly mindset to an eternal mindset. That's it. Where we're going? Where are we going? Where are we headed? Let's live. Right. Let's live like we're there. And we ain't gonna know until we're there, obviously. But your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Let's yes, not forget that. on earth. Let's not forget that. As it is, your kingdom in come, heaven. your will be done on earth. Done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. But then again, but yeah, here we are like, man, I can't wait for heaven. Why can't we make heaven here? Uh, well, we will have it. New heavens and new earth. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But why can't his will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Is that not what, if I trip it or is that not word for word what it says? No, that's the Lord's Prayer. That's it? Yeah. That's like the most basic, common, well-known prayer structure. And yeah, here we are doing what? We're trying to you know make I mean? earth, earth. We're trying to make heaven, earth. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to fit heaven. We're trying to fit heaven's ways into earth. Into earthly standards, into earthly rewards, into earthly, uh, what'd you say, performance based. We're just shifting it completely. How can we, how can I, uh, reconstruct the gospel in order to, so it appeals to those it doesn't hurt their feelings. Appeals to the masses. People, this is here, here, here's the thing. This is what people don't realize. The people want truth. Mm-hmm. Like they honestly do. They do want truth. The problem it just is. Hurts. Yeah, it just hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's convicting. And the problem is people get offended when they hear the truth. Sure, whatever. I would argue the cross itself is offensive. I mean, you think about it. You get told, well, why, why did he have to die on a cross? Well, son, let me tell you about, you know that the money you stole out of your mom's purse the other day? Mm. Well, you did that. You put him up on that cross. Right. I shoot. I killed him. That's we me. all did. <laughs> that's that, that's what you got to tell yourself. I mean, that's what I tell I killed him. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we murdered we Jesus. We murdered him. Us. Although, not really murdered because that's to say that we killed him, but he, right. he right. gave himself up. And he, his word says that. No, no man can take their life, take take my life from me. What is that verse? He became the man of no became sin who knew no sin or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think like we downplay sin so much, and I'm not yeah. like I don't want to sit here and be. Man, people probably listen to like, dang, they're really they're really condemning people, <laughs> and they're really right. like going in on sin right now. But it's like. If you have a problem with that, you need to find a new church. Mm. If you have a problem with that, you need to find new friends. Mm. Oh, they don't want to hear that. Go ahead. I, it's just like, why does it hurt? So it's convicting. Sure. When I realize I sin and, and that is, you know, because I sin, that is why Jesus had to die. That's right. why Jesus gave his life up so that we could have eternal life. But why is that offensive to us? Like, why, why, why is that come off condemning? I think it's because it's the voice of the enemy in it. He didn't want you. He didn't want you to realize. He wants to condemn you because he wants you to think that, you know, he's going to push you away from the church as much as possible. So he's going to allow you to get offended, and he's going to use that offense. Offense right. itself is the bait of Satan. I mean, he uses it all the time. You look at it. It's the church against the world, bro. There's no other religion that can 
talk about their faiths, talk about their beliefs, and 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 literally like not get attacked for it. Most of them mm-hmm. will not get attacked. Like, yep. oh yeah, well they're Muslim. Like I can have a respect of like kind of being like, okay, I get it. Like you were raised in that. Like I'm not saying I'm not gonna sit here and be like and like just bash you. I'm not. Right. But my God's the only real God. Right. My it God's can't be. There's only one. There's only one ultimate truth. Yeah. My God is the one that created the heavens and the earth. My God is the right. one that created all the, 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 the animals and the, and the people. Like, my God did all this. Yeah. And I will say that unapologetically. Right. I don't need to do a whole bunch of works for my God. I'm going to live my life unapologetically as a Christian. I'm unapologetically a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it goes into people pleasing, like you were talking about earlier. It's hard for a people pleaser to be an outspoken believer. Mm-hmm. And some people may disagree. But I think if you're in the business of pleasing people, you're most of the time you're concerned uh, like you watch what you do or say about your faith because you know that the way the world is now you could lose your job you could uh offend people you could you know push people away from the church but all you gotta do i mean all you're doing is tell them about jesus it's not like you're lying to them it's the, mm-hmm. it's the only truth that there is. I don't know. I just think we downplay a lot too much. We don't talk about enough. We don't talk about all the all the all the crap. And and we are slowly lowering people into the deepest pits of hell. Yeah. Little bit at a time. One uh, one analogy that my buddy, my buddy Mike Powers, so my buddy Mike Powers, so I, me, him, and Zach Barton, we led Bible study for our football team at uh, my last club death. And Mike, his, I believe it is his uncle is a pastor, and they are all really close, really close to family. And he told me this analogy, and he said, "You never want to be on your way to heaven, and then you look to your left or your right, or you look down." and you see one of your best friends or someone you know is who you have, like held high standards for, and they're on their way down the hell, and they're over yelling, and they're just saying, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I never knew. And I'm like, that gives me chills to this day, because there's still people that I'm in contact with that, you know, know how I live. They know, like, that, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, but, like, and then again, I've yet to share that with them. I've yet to bridge that gap, and I've had nightmares of me seeing them below me and then just them yelling at me, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you say anything? I didn't know. Mm. That's good. When your friends stand before the Lord on judgment day, because it's coming. Yeah. Everybody, here's the thing. People can people can ignore the fact that there's a god, atheists. People can follow different beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's free will. I mean, that's from the Lord. The Lord gave you free will to do that and make right. that choice. You live your life however you want. But you can't be mad at me when I say you're living a life of sin. You need to depart from it right? because I love you. And they're mad. But it's like, you're going to stand before the, the you're going to stand before God. And he's going to look at you and say, I know not who you are. Mm. That's the scariest verse right there. Turn away from me for I never knew you. Yeah, I'm like, and it sounds bad. I'm going to be completely transparent (laughs) real quick. Uh, Not that I'm not already, but 
right. I, I imagine myself, this sounds terrible, but I imagine myself sitting there on the other side of the gate, like, like peeking around from, from behind God. I, I just let me be like, I told you so. <laughs> right. Right. Which I know sounds bad because I know they're going to be an eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. They're going to live a life of eternal hell. And that just gave, that just gave me chills. You saying that, man, just so there's so many people that, that we know that like, there's no reason if not, if not, we're not talking to them. There's no reason we shouldn't be praying for them. Right. Like I'm not ideal world. Yeah. Go talk to them, share the love of Jesus right. with them, but not everybody has that. I don't want to say passion. That's not the right word, but like that personality. Yeah, of, of being able to go not, talk yeah. to anybody. Right. But God did say, you know, preach the gospel to all the nations, tribe and tongue, you know. So there's a part of it where it's like, okay, maybe you're not going to be the person delivering the message, but you can be praying for that person who will deliver the message. Mm-hmm. Or you can be praying for the person who will, who's going to receive that message for sure. That the Lord will just be softening their hearts little by little. On average, it's 12 connections. I think I said that in a, in a past episode. There's 12 connections before somebody comes to Jesus into a relationship on average. Yeah. You could be the first. You could very well be the 12th. Yeah. But or guess, you could be in between. Right. And guess, and guess who's going to get all the glory, though? It ain't the 12th person. And it right. ain't even the first person. It's not. It's God. Connection. That's good. You know what else would be good right now? Mm. Three lanes on this highway. <laughs> you stuck behind a car? Dude, I've been stuck behind. Like, I just can't escape these, like, or like these carrying cars or big semis. And they keep weaving in and out of lanes because I don't think they're allowed to be in the two. They're not allowed to take up two lanes. So. But it's okay. I, uh. All right. I want to share. I want to share a little story. Go ahead, please. About sharing Jesus. And it's fitting today. Today is, we record on Fridays for, for our listeners who don't know. So for, to us, it's Friday. To you, it's Monday. Yep. You, it's um, Monday or whatever day. Or, yeah, whatever day. But it's March tw- March 10th, okay? And, or, yeah, it's the 10th. And March 10th is a difficult day. For 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 your boy Ross, for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. I um, when I came to the Lord, like just a complete fire and passion for the Lord was Jan, uh, July fourteenth, twenty nineteen, and that's only like four years ago. And you're like, oh my gosh, you've only really been in a relationship with the Lord four years, just about like just over three years. And you're already doing this and that. Yeah, but that's a lot of pressure to put on this man, okay? Right, but that is true. When I first came, I was like lit up. Just the Lord just took a hold of me and spun me around in every direction. And I was just, I was willing. I was, I was ready. The, here's the thing. It was Devin and I. I looked to him. I said, hey, man. I'm just not living life like, well, I I know there's more out here. I don't know what it is, but I want to be better. And I was living wild, bro. Drugs, alcohol, girls, all that. And I was having a panic attack every day up to this point for like five months. I said that to him. He said, I said, you want to be like accountability? like partners in this. He, he said, yeah. 
like without hesitation, mind you. And he wasn't living wild like I was. He was already married, but um, he still felt like, you know, he, he could work as well. I said, okay, cool. Well, that night, go down to the bar because there was a fair going on in my town. I go down to the bar, and I'm drunk, and I'm walking around. I got like 11, 12 jello shots in my arms as I'm like the life of the party passing out shots. And Devin looks at me. He pulls me aside. He says, Ross, is this the moment where I tell you that this isn't what you should be doing? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Set it all down, walk home. It was just down the road. I mean, just like a few blocks down the road. So not not that deep. But anyways, from then on, I was committed. I was like, this is happening. And and then so Devin and I started Bible study, just him and I. And then from there, we we were like, let's invite some friends we grew up with. Like my brother, his brothers, uh, family friends, husband. Uh, you know, my high school buddies. And through this small Bible study that we did, we just did Sunday evenings, really chill. And we we went through this book called Fight by Craig O'Shea. It's a men's book, very good book. If you're a man and you have not read that book, you need to read it. It's super small. Even if you're not a reader, read it because you Wait, will. What's it called? What's it called? It's called Fight. Fight by who? Craig Groeschel. Craig Groeschel. It's good. Really good. Uh, anyways. Uh, so I'm sitting here. And we have all these, you know, all these people, friends of ours. And we're like, they look to us for all these answers. I'm like, y'all, we're like, I'm right here next to you doing this book. Uh, right. And I'd already read the book, actually. So it was, you know. I was, it was fine, but walking through this life, my friend, I'm only gonna, I mean, there were a bunch of people here at this point. We probably had like 10 to 15, maybe, maybe 10 to 12. I don't know. But we had my younger cousin and his friend were still in high school. They started coming. Both of them gave their life to the Lord. My cousin got baptized, um, which was just awesome. Uh, it was incredible. Um, I still remember that. It was it was awesome. But then my other friend, Joe, we kind of grew up together. We didn't really become friends until maybe like sixth grade, fifth grade. Um, but, man, we just, I mean, we just had a connection right off the bat. And he basically, his dad passed away our sophomore year of high school. He basically lived with my family throughout high school. And then senior year kind of bounced from my house to like another friend's house. And, um, my parents treat him like a son and he was living the same life. I was essentially outside of the drugs part, but, uh, he starts coming. He starts asking all these questions and, and he and he he gives his life to the Lord. There through that small group, through that Bible study, and I'm like, I look at it now, and I'm like, man, if I had been scared of talking to my friends about Jesus, he'd never known Jesus, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. A lot of us worry about our closest friendships of, of ruining them by talking to them about Jesus. But I talk to my high school buddies about Jesus like almost every time I see him or talk to him because he's too good not to talk about. And they know what I do. So like, duh, it's expected probably, but, uh, I was right, doing it. Bef- oh man, here you go. <laughs> I was doing it before I was a pastor. So it was like, you know, it is what it is, but it's like, I'm not going to be the reason that, you know, they don't hear about Jesus. So anyways, all I have to say, um, March March uh, 6th Joe of 2021, Mar- uh, Joe gets in an accident. I get a call from my buddy Austin. We call him Pivot. And I get a call from him. I could tell something's wrong. And he's like, hey, Joe's in an accident. He, you know, just, you know, he's going to the hospital. 
in Indy right now. They're transporting him. All this stuff, and I'm like, okay. Like, this is, this is a real deal. Right. And I just weeped that whole day, all right? And then spent spent the rest next four days at the hospital. Um, and it was hard. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, it was so easy. Like, I had the Lord with me. I had the Lord with me for sure, but it wasn't easy. And on March 10th, 2021, they kind of, you know, pulled the plug and he's gone. I broke down, but I think it's natural. I know it's natural. God created emotions. And I think that we tend to, as believers, we'll, we'll like try to hide our emotions because it's like shows that, you know, oh, we're not strong enough because we're crying. Like, no, God gave us the emotions. We're not supposed to suppress them. That's unhealthy. He wants us to share them. He wants us to, to take them to him and to even those around us. Well, I look at it, I'm like, the honestly, as cliche as it, as it sounds, but it's true. I had so much peace knowing that I was going to see that idiot's face again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going to see his dumb smile again. Like, I know I am. And that brings a lot of peace. And there's also some pain. The fact that I, you know, he's not going to be standing next to me at my wedding. There's, he's not going to be running around my kids calling him Uncle Joe. Like, there is pain in that. But there's far more peace and rejoicing knowing that he's with our father and I'm going to see him again. But if I hadn't talked with him and invited him to small, to, to Bible study, he would not be there. I hate to break it to you guys, but just because somebody, you know, says, you know, this is going to sound bad. Most people who say they believe in God don't actually believe in God. Like they don't know what that means most of the time. Right, that's just a that's a, that's like a, a safe a safe way around. Yeah, like a, it's like, like yeah, a yeah. I mean, type saying, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I I know God's real, but I just don't know about anything else. I'm like, okay, if you know God's real, but you don't know about anything else, then you definitely have not called him on him as Lord and Savior. And that's where right. Joe was. Okay, so I have a lot of peace knowing that there was fruit in that, and he's not the only one that's come come to come to Jesus because of that group. But that's the one that like March 10th it's, it's two years since, since he passed. And I'll tell you a cool story. I went to church Sunday. So the Saturday was March 6th. It was an accident Sunday. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to church. And Devin and I go to church. I host, I ask people, you know, Hey guys, I'm going, this is where I'm going. This is what happened yesterday. This is where I'm going. I'm going to pray. And how did a gal come up to me prophesy? She said, Hey, the Lord told me to tell you, to pray over his feet. I said, all right, cool. Joe has some nasty feet, but I said, I'll do it. I didn't know why, but I just said, I'm going to do it. Okay. She said, he's going to, she said, he'll walk again. I said, okay, I'll pray over his feet. Bet. Well, get this. He passes obviously. And as the overachiever, generous man that he is, all of his organs of the 100% of them, like 92% of them were able to be donated. Oh, wow. Like, wow. They even took part of his penis, bro. Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was That's a thing. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, I had no clue. That's and I'm me. like, and I'm like, of course, of course. This man, if you knew him, was to know him was to love him, honestly. Like, he lit up every room. But he was so generous. He he actually genuinely cared about everybody. And he didn't care about who they were. Like he he had so much love for his people. And the cool part is what I didn't know is that at this hospital, anybody who's a donor, after they pass, they do a what they call a donor walk. Mm. So they line the halls and they roll them down the halls and they kind of like they kind of like, you know. It's kind of like a parade, I guess. It's kind of weird to think about. It's just a dead person there, but, you know, 
I mean, they're not dead at the moment, but they're like they're going to be, obviously. And so they, they like praise and pray and cheer and all that stuff. And so like I, to go back to what that lady said, she's like, he's going to walk again. And in my mind, my earthly mind, I'm like, bet he's going to he's going to make it through this. Cool. Right. Yeah. They, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see where you're going. And then and then they say he has his donor walk. And I'm like, oh, he is walking. Wow. He's walking with the Lord now. And he's walking to save other people. It's it's mind blowing to me. His sister dot she uh she shared with me a um letter that she had got from one of the donor like recipients. And it was so powerful, man. It was so powerful. It was so good. <laughs> I, I was just like blown away, man. And for as much as that man drank, I'm surprised his liver was still good. No. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Right. But that's just me, man. That's where, that's where I was just a small story. I'm glad you shared. No, I'm glad you shared that. That's awesome. And it's just, I'm just, just, I share that just to not to bring the party down, but to encourage the people, man. Right. Get out. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. What? I'd rather be. Give the Lord, give the Lord a chance to work. Yeah. It's not. And here's the thing. Exactly right. Give the Lord a chance. A lot of times we go into these situations thinking we're in control and that we can change it. We cannot, but the Holy Spirit can. Right. Got to get done. That's it. That's good, man. Gotta do it. Well, Cam, that's that's gonna be about fifty-two minutes now, bro. Yep, that's it. That's money. That's about the sweet spot. Every every show, right? Everyone. That yeah, that's there? about. Maybe maybe we'll get them down one day. Yeah, yeah, we'll get them down one day. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Cam, drive safe, bro. All right, love you, man. Hey, I love you. Know you. When I make it home, I'm about uh, two hours uh, two hours away. So I love you guys. Love you, listeners, man. It's been crazy. T-shirts coming soon, hopefully. Yep. I hear, I hear the outro. Yeah. I'm putting my headphones when I hear it. Uh, all right, Ross. Love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, love you, bro. All right, I'll see you. Peace.